Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to Ace Trainers, a Pokemon podcast for everyone except super nerds. <laughs> My name is Tom, and I'm joined by Matt today. Hey, Tom. It's good to see you, buddy. It's so weird. Aaron's not here today. We're doing this one without him. It's like a payday reunion. It's it really is. cool. Matt was originally my co-host on my older Pokemon podcast, Payday. And it's, it's been two years. It's since, been a while, hasn't it? Since we've done a podcast. It is really crazy. It's been a long time. It has been a really long time. So yeah, how you doing, Matt? Not too bad, thanks, buddy. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Yeah. We've already this is like so much preamble. We've already like <laughs> chatted so much today. We've already been on like a dog walk. Like we've hung out. We've talked too much Pokemon. I was like, we need to stop. We need to save till we record. Like it's need so to save it. Uh, I feel like we've already spent all of our energy talking about Pokemon, so this is gonna be like nothing. Like we have nothing left to talk about. It's so good. But if you listen to this episode, we are going to be talking about the competitive side of Pokemon today, because I've been doing it for a few years, not like very seriously, but I suppose this year I kind of got really into it, but yeah. you've only just really got... I was never into competitive at all until this new game came out, um, and I don't really know what drove me to get into the competitive side, but I just got hooked. <laughs> you like start to see beyond the like yeah. the stats, and you like start to break down like, oh... You start to see Pokemon in a different way, because you look at a Pokemon and think, oh, its stats are going to be terrible yeah um, actually it's got a pretty good move set this could come in handy it's like peeking behind the curtain yeah at pokemon it gives for you how a whole they new work look and like, like you suddenly start to like it's like looking in the matrix i'm using too many like <laughs> analogies here but like yeah it's like yeah breaking through it, the matrix it, it does completely how... like open your eyes up to like all the possibilities and things and i just i don't i think i just i feel like i've missed out on it for such a long time it's where the game like truly begins to me like yeah. uh, you it's like there's two different games there's pokemon the story and the fun game where you go through yeah. and you explore and you like create an adventure and then there's like the second part of the yeah. game to me where it's, it's like, like a whole new game isn't yeah, it, it like, is. all over again where you start to really think about you who your team's gonna come like be composed of and like how you're gonna break it down and like it's yeah. fun like i love it it's one of my favorite things and I've only just really got into it, like, in the last couple of weeks, I would say. And, like, I've gone hard on it this week. Yeah. Like, because I knew you were coming and we both <laughs> were like, we need to have a battle. And I was really surprised because I remember, like, I think it was about two weeks ago, I said to you, we should have a battle soon. You were like, yeah, I've been building a competitive <laughs> team. And I was like, what? What? I was you like, don't do this. Wait a minute. Like, because like, I don't want to sound like a dick. I really don't. But. I would say, for the most part, when I battle people, I kind of try to go a bit easy. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know this game really well. I know the I've like these Pokemon are like EV trained. I've modified them, and like people aren't necessarily doing that. Yeah, like all when of I fight my against teams, Freya or like I you. think all of my teams beforehand when we've battled, they've never been EV trained. They've possibly been like hyper trained, like yeah. these bottle caps, that kind of stuff. Perhaps like had their natures changed, but. I've never EV trained before. I swear I'm not trying to sound like a smug person, but <laughs> I like, I met Nimona and then she was like, oh, I'm going to start again with you and I'm going to take it easy on you for a while. I was kind of like, is this how I fight people? <laughs> like, I don't, like, because, you know, I don't want to, like, kill people's enjoyment of a game yeah. by just wiping the floor. Because mm. there's, like, certain, I, it sounds so smug. I'm not, I swear I'm not trying to sound like <laughs> this, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, I, I have a dynamite strategy them, here that yeah. would like decimate this team yeah. and I just don't want to do that because it's I not still fun feel for anyone like, like I still feel like if we had a battle you probably wipe the floor with me because I'm so new to this like the move sets and stuff I'm going to go all out on you for yeah. a battle and we'll do see it, because at least then you'll be like oh shit like oh, it will give you like, a, to, like and I feel build. like you should do the same as well I want to I think before we battle we're going to talk about who our teams are and we're going to yeah. tell each other I think we should keep held items a, a secret I don't ha not all of my Pokemon I have use wild items only a few of them okay so we can um, always think we can about keep that. that a secret okay. if you'd like to 
Just because I feel like you don't want to part everything. Uh, yeah. Like maybe keep move sets a secret, and then we'll just like talk about who Perhaps we're using. Like one or two moves, but okay. you can you can keep a few secret if okay. you want some tricks. I don't mind. And I'm happy to. I just don't want to like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I want to be a little bit surprised yeah. by what happens. Like, well, keep, let's keep some surprises, and I think that'd be fun. So yeah, Matt and I are going to talk competitive, like our competitive stories, our journeys, who the Pokemon are that we've liked this generation, and through Scarlet and Violet, and then we're going to kind of close out with a battle and just see how we get An on. All out battle. Yeah, exactly. Destruction. Exactly. So I think gonna I'm going to be absolutely annihilated, but we'll see. <laughs> so would you say that like Scarlet and Violet was the start of your competitive like? Journey. I think it was, and I don't really know how I've dropped into it. Okay. Um, I, I said to you previously, like earlier on today, I didn't complete the game until about a week ago because I just spent so much time wandering around trying to explore everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I started watching videos on YouTube and seeing like loads of competitive teams, and I was like, I want to build a competitive team. So then I started mm. to look into like what you need, and then I realised you need to do like, all the EV training, and I was like. I'm going to go back and start doing this before I take on, like, the Elite Four. Yeah. Um, which I probably should have waited until afterwards because I completely destroyed the Elite Four. I was going to say, four. did you find like, it helped? It I literally bet. just yeah. went through the Elite Four and I was like, oh, I should have waited until afterwards because this was far too easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I kind of wanted, like, a, a set team to go through. With, sure. Like... So I think my first, my earliest introduction to, like, competitive started in a about 2013, I want to wow, say. a long time ago. So when X and Y came out, and I realised that um, they called it super training back then. Yeah. Do you remember where you had this game where you kicked a football and, like, it was when I first Maybe, really yeah. discovered, like, EVs. And, like, I was like, oh, okay, so, like, these points work towards this graph that you can see if yeah. you press a certain button on your stat screen. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I had absolutely no idea what that was until... Like a sword and shield, it's not something that I even looked into yeah, or sure. even considered. Well, you don't need to. That's no, the thing. It's um, for the, this for the nerds. That, and then like... when I looked into like doing it in, I not to do it in sword and shield, but looked into like how to do it. I was like, this is far too complicated. I can't be bothered with this. I'm just going to like hyper train them, and that's going to be my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this game they make it so much more easy for you to do. Yeah, they do. It's gotten easier and easier. And like I think X and Y was the start of making it easier because. It took a while, but that was how I EV trained all my Pokemon. Was just doing that mini game over yeah. and over again. It was easy enough to do. You could zone out, and like it got easier the more you did it. So it was one of those where I just like kept progressing through there. And I think you got eight EVs for every single one you did. So it took a while. Yeah. Like each Pokemon would take about an hour or two. Ooh, um, but it was fine. Like it was, it was the best thing I had. Yeah. Had I known about hoard encounters in that game and how much <laughs> easier it could have been, I probably would have done that. But it was fun just to kind of do that. Um, and that was when I realised I was like I remember talking to like one of our friends Joe years ago yeah, yeah. about it because we were both playing X and Y and I was like oh so did you know that like your Pokemon have EVs which they gain from defeating wild Pokemon he was like what the hell and <laughs> I was like this? yeah so like you could take your Charizard for example and you could like spec it and make it like min max it basically and make yeah. it the best and he was like oh so you would put like loads of points in its defense because its defense is low and i was like no you no. put it in its speed and attack yeah. so it hits faster and like harder and he was like oh and then like i just started slowly looking into like smogon the website mm. and stuff like that and like i never really took it seriously i never went on online rankings or anything probably yeah. not until sword and shield i really started taking it yeah seriously. i think a lot of people got into it in sword and shield like they made it like easy the big... and the fact you could play on your tv yeah was a big... Being like a big game, like first Pokemon game that was not the first Switch game, essentially, but one of the bigger games to come out on the Switch that you can play on your TV. Yeah. I think we all put into like 100 hours plus, didn't we? And I just think a lot more people found it more interesting to do that kind of thing. That was one of the first games I started 
breeding prolifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for like their stats and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just been made more accessible because of that. Yeah. I think, yeah, like over time, because back in X and Y, I didn't care about IVs because they no. were visible. There was no way of seeing your IVs, I don't was it think. Not? No, yes. there was never a way of seeing them until Sun and Moon. And then you got the judge function, which is what yeah. you have now in all the games. So I, I just didn't care until about Sword and Shield. And then you're suddenly playing on your TV. You've got like, it was easier than ever because <clears> I don't know if you ever really experienced this, but if you wanted to take part in a, like, uh, an online competition, like a battle competition, you know, in yeah. Sword and Shield, you just register and you go in and you do it. Yeah. On the DS era, you used to have to go on the official website, sign up through that. It was really, it oh, was, it was it just a, bit, a couple of extra steps that made it more, bit more accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it suddenly became very accessible and I was like, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to be really <laughs> good at this. And I did. I remember trying to get into it. I was never any good, but like learn over time. Yeah. And you just start to sort of, discover teams and like you start looking into like who the people at the world championships were using and you're like oh, okay i see why they use this now it was really fun i just got really into watching. it's actually quite interesting like looking back the last couple of weeks that i've been doing research and stuff seeing the the pokemon that people use for teams and like mm. looking at them and thinking why have they used them and then when they go through their sort of like the move sets and their stats and you know i would never think to look at that pokemon and think that's going to be a an awesome Pokemon to use, but yeah. some of them are just so obscure, yeah. but are amazing. There's some that really take you off guard. Like yeah. the the obvious, like infamous one is uh, Sejun Park. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah. Uh, he won a few years ago with a Pachirisu. Yeah, that's team. one of the famous ones in yeah. Pachirisu. Like there's stuff like that where like I feel like there's the obvious ones that people bring that do really well. Like Zacian was like a yeah. huge deal in Sword and Shield. It was the best Pokemon for sure. And then there's just like someone will just throw you off a little bit by bringing some random Pokemon, and people just don't know how to answer it. Yeah. And they're like, "What does this Pokemon even do?" Because they've the, never experienced it. The one it. that blew me off on this, like when I first started doing like the online ranking things on um, Violet, was I saw a Murkrow on a team, and yeah. I was like, "Why not? I'd like why not a Honchkrow? Like why not the Evolve form?" And I was like, "Why? Why the fuck are they using a Murkrow?" And it absolutely wrecked me. And I was like, "I did not expect that whatsoever." Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, just my my team just got completely destroyed, and I was like, "Okay." I'm seriously underestimating people's teams and like what you they're need to like, of. yeah, yeah, be careful. So now. then like, I yeah. backed out and I was like, I need to do a bit more research on what what you can do with these Pokemon because so, I was not expecting that whatsoever. If you're listening to this and you don't know why Murkrow is so important at the moment, it's because we're in a state of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet where Pokemon Home hasn't become a thing yet. Mm. We don't know what Pokemon will be available in the future. They are bringing more out at the moment. They've had Charizard that wasn't in the decks. Yeah, they've had Cinderace that's coming up. Like there's yeah. Pokemon that will be allowed in eventually that aren't in your Pokemon. Codex. but it's the ones that we're using currently yeah and as it stands the only pokemon that has prankster which gives priority to status moves and tailwind is murkrow yeah. so murkrow is super important because it has priority yeah. tailwind and it can set your whole team up these to are fast all sweep. things that i just didn't yeah. have knowledge of before so I was, I was completely oblivious to it just thinking like i'm gonna own this murkrow and was like oh I, I don't was so wrong. I don't feel as ready as you yet to get on the competitive ladder. No. I'm still working my way up to it, but I have been keeping a close eye on yeah. what people are using. And I was just as surprised as you when I saw Murkrow, and then I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, that makes sense. Because and it's got um, haze as well, which yeah, yeah, it's perfect for Dondozo, who's yeah. a big deal right now. Yeah, because yeah. Dondozo, if you don't know, it works together with a Pokemon called Tatsugiri, and they come out together, and the Tatsugiri goes inside the Dondozo. Yeah, and then Dondozo doubles all its stats immediately. Yeah. Um, it's which such is such a weird concept, isn't it? Bonkers. For... Yeah, um, Matt's got a really cool strategy we're going to talk about later for that, which he saw online, which I, I 
didn't know about until today. It's really interesting, actually. Um, so yeah, there's it. Haze just completely removes all yeah. of that double, so it just makes it a square one again, which is really important, I think, especially because it has priority on that move yeah. as well. It um, completely destroys any sort of setup that you've made. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that was a waste of time. So in Sword and Shield, Whimsicott was the one that you would use for that. I saw role. a lot of people using Whimsicott's a really important Pokemon because it's got Prankster and it has that move. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. It's a very fast Pokemon, and Murkrow's probably not that great, but it, the, the fact that it gets priority yeah. means that you have to be using something with more priority, which I think is why I've seen a few people use Extreme Speed Dragonite because it yeah. can Terra type into normal and then have double damage on the. It just it has an extra stage of priority over the Murkrow, so it can hit it before yeah. it becomes an issue. So it's so cool when you like. This is what it is. We're in this interesting state where people are like working out a really good strategy and then people are trying to work out how to counter that strategy and that's where you get things like suddenly a, like a extreme speed Dragonite out of nowhere and you're like, where's this come from? Like, <laughs> Dragonite's not been relevant for years really. I find and, it amazing how people just come up with these teams and these strategies and they just they think them up and build a team around it and make it work so well. It does, yeah. So what was this one that you were telling me about earlier with Dondozo then? So it was, uh, I can't remember his name now, I think you mentioned it earlier. He came up with a strategy of making Tatsugiri hold a poison orb. Yeah. Um, and then sending in Tatsugiri and Annihilate and making Tatsugiri use... Um, I can't remember the name of the move now, but it survives on one HP. Oh, Endure. Uh, endure, yeah. yeah. So makes him use Endure. Uh, makes Annihilate use Final Gambit on his own Tatsugiri. So what does Final Gambit do? So Final Gambit... Because I haven't used Annihilate yet. Basically... Whatever your HP is on Annihilate will take that away from another Pokemon, but kill your... So it's like self-destruct. Oh, but it, it guarantees a it certain guarantees, amount of damage. It guarantees but... almost like a one-hit KO. So if you've got like a, a high HP start on your Annihilate, it will almost immediately kill your That's opponent's really Pokemon. cool. And then I guess so because Tatsugiri is used in Dure. Yeah, it's got one HP left. So then he sends in Dondozo. Tatsugiri jumps in. Poison Orb kills it. Um, so then you're allowed to send in a second Pokemon. But it's already given the Dondozo the double The boost. double stats, yeah. So then he sent in Flamigo. And with Flamigo Co-Star. with Co-Star doubles it. So, so stats instead again. of it just being like Dondozo faces two Pokemon, it's then Dondozo and Flamigo. That's bonkers, isn't it? With That's the, an amazing With the strategy. boosted stats, um, That's which actually I thought scary. was absolutely incredible. Genius. It's very scary. Um, that, me- that makes Pokemon like Murkrow <clears throat> essential. Like, yeah. In fact, it makes me just make. It makes me think. Right, I need to get myself a, a Murkrow, Murkrow probably yeah. shiny hunt one, get a purple one. Like his when he was doing the video, every time we saw a Murkrow on someone's team, he was like, "No, no, this Murkrow could destroy my whole like setup." That's really cool. That makes me want to put a team that's put together those four, <clears throat> and then just two others that yeah. uh, I can use. So if I see a team with a Murkrow, I go, "Okay, that strategy's out. Yeah, and we'll use this new strategy yeah. that involves." I can't. Kilo Watchrel, which he, has he Tailwind had, um, as well, and it's electric type. What did he have? He had two other Pokemon, uh, Mousehold. Of course. Yeah. Um, and oh, I can't think of it. It's like a really rounded ice type one. Satitan? That's the one, yeah. Satitan as well, like two backup ones. So he was using those as well. Um, and I had quite a good strategy with those as well. Okay. Um, yeah, this guy, I think he won the world champion at some yeah, point. Yeah, I was so about to say, um, so if you guys haven't worked it out, he's talking about Wolf Glick. That's the guy, yeah. The. I, we described him on a previous episode as the real world Leon. He's like the greatest trainer. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't, well, he didn't win last Worlds, but no. like he's won Worlds before. He's yeah. 
very, very, very good at Pokemon. Yeah. He like I was just listening to his it. strategy and like going through his setup with his team, and I was like, I would not even a million years think to do that, and that's so clever. He's my number one source at the moment of competitive info for this yeah. game, and I really highly recommend everyone check him out. He's called Wolfie VGC on YouTube. Yeah, I've and... just subscribed to him actually because I'd had no idea who he was. Like, like I said, this is the first time I got into like competitive stuff. And yeah, it's so interesting to There's see what he does. Really good lists. He does rankings of Pokemon, then he gives like a real competitive an- analysis. He has a lot of videos with him just playing online yeah uh, there's a really good video he put out last week that's about 50 minutes long and he goes through every single pokemon in this pokedex and talks about which terror type he would give that them. was really good as well and really it also explains forms. why yeah. so it's not just like he just he doesn't just say this pokemon this type this pokemon this yeah, type. he, he goes really into goes into the details why, why yeah. benefits that was actually really useful it's been video. a perfect source of knowledge for me yeah. i've used that a few times i've gone back through and i've been like okay what did he say about this pokemon i was like scrubbing through the thumbnail just trying to find the pokemon i was taking picture. notes on my phone yeah, of, like, i have i've written like, down notes on my phone like mimikyu okay, should be steel type or yeah, dark type that's or exactly something. what yeah, i did yeah, yeah. i was like right this terror type for this pokemon yeah i can't recommend pokemon genius yeah i can't recommend him enough like he is great yeah I don't know if there's anyone else I actually use. I mean, obviously, I use Smogon as well. There's um, yeah. Smogon forums, which people post in quite a lot, and they talk about, yeah. this is what I would use for this. And, you know, it's just handy to have My, extra people. The, one of the first videos I watched on, like, EV training and, like, getting the basics was um, Austin John's plays. Oh, yeah. I checked yeah. out his videos. Yeah, he sort of like got into, a like, a, a vague description about um, EV training. That's where I started um, yeah. picking it up then. There's a... A YouTuber slash Twitch streamer that I've been following for mm, four or five years, I would say now, who's just gone from strength to strength, and uh, her name is Sierra Dawn. I don't know if you've heard of her. She did a really good and very quick and like simple EV training video, which I've used now, and it's her just talking about which places she goes to in the game to find the certain Pokemon she needs. So she was like, if you're looking for HP, go to this spot, you'll find Wooper, you'll find... um, Igly buff and you'll find Azuril and mm. she was like they are your HP ones Yeah, you can fight these three in this area and like just keep circling around you'll find them did it for every single stat and was like and it's easy and then it she was, was like you yeah. need to knock out 28 with this item held yeah. and she was like here's how you check and I was like this is perfect like I already knew a lot of well. it but it was just nice to have somebody tell me this is how to do it the held items as well because before I knew about the held items it was like you get one point and you need to like 228 in HP and I was like this is going to take you forever and then it's like this held item will will add plus eight. Oh, okay. This isn't going to take That's as long better. as I thought. As, yeah. as I would like this, this is going to take ages. No, yeah. this is so much easier. Can't right? recommend it enough. Yeah, using online, using YouTube as a resource is just is super important. Yeah, I think what I thought was going to take hours to like fully EV train a Pokemon took me like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's I was true. like, this is actually so easy. Why have I not been doing this before? But like you said, I think it was slightly harder. Yeah, in previous generations. It was a lot made harder. it so yeah. much easier in this one. I'll um actually put in the notes of this show the YouTube video for Sierra, and I'll also put Wolfie VGC's yeah. channel in there. So if you guys want to check it out, you should. I really do recommend it. I would highly recommend it. It's it's incredibly informative and entertaining as well. Even if you're not interested in playing online, it's just fun to just sort of see how much stronger you can make your Pokemon just through using these methods is, that are in the game. I think like, the video where he goes through that team is um his attempt at going through the online rank battles and getting to master ball yeah. ranking mm. um and that's the team he used okay that's um, really good it is a good team i can the, see why at the beginning yeah. he explains like what he's going to do and what pokemon he uses and that's mm. um where i got that well not that's where i got the uh the idea from to yeah tell you. but yeah really really clever so they've made it a lot easier over the years so in 
I mean, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. You've known about it. I did a ribbon challenge a couple of years ago. Yes, well, I yeah. started it last year and finished it this year. Uh, I did a Flygon and I moved it into Pokemon Emerald and I had to EV train it in there. There's no uh-huh. power items in there. There's no... You can use your you can use the med. So what people might not know is that back in the original games you could only use ten protein yeah. or something. Yeah. It would only give a hundred EVs to a stat. And then you had to like do it the old fashioned way. In these new games you can just from Sword and Shield onward, you could just feed them twenty six and it maxes out a stat immediately. Yeah. So it's so quick and easy. It's expensive. Expensive, yeah. Very yeah. it's gotten harder in this game so than when it did, was in Sword and Shield. Sorry to jump in. When did E V training first like Gen three was where Gen- it was officially like officially a thing. Like a thing, because could you do it in Gen two? But you wouldn't really be able to see the benefits. I I, like you- I can't speak with much confidence, but I know that it was done differently. Yeah, it, the the EV training we know today wasn't a thing in Gen two. There was, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time since I played Gen two, like the proper Gen two. When you won a mm. battle, you got you used to see like a screen of like the stats that you would. Uh, yeah, I think that was only when you level up, and I don't think yeah. that's changed much okay. nowadays. You still get the same sort of stat yeah. increases. Um, so Gen three is when it sort of became. It's where the game of Pokemon that we know it started. Really, okay. I would argue. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. So, yeah, I had to do it the old-fashioned way, which yeah. was using an app on my phone, which is a tally counter, <laughs> and every time I knocked out a Pokemon, one press one. Yeah, that was it. Till <laughs> so you did two hundred and fifty-two. Yeah, I think this is why I didn't bother for a long time. Is because I thought it would be that kind of. It's like, excruciating. Yeah, it's slow. I think I looked, like I said before, I looked into it previously, and people were like, "There's no obvious way to track it." And I was like, no, I'm, "There's I'm, no way." I'm going to get so clueless, and I'm just going to lose track, and I'm going to forget, and I'm just going to think, oh, "I can't be bothered with this." A funny story is right. Okay, so I did that with in Gen Three, eight Pokemon. I had to do that with so yeah. EV training, eight Pokemon in. <sighs> Uh, turned out that I had somehow messed up somehow, and oh, no. the Latios I thought I had EV train turned out I never had any EVs on it. Oh, so no. I was trying to do the battle tower, and I was getting nowhere with Latios, and I was like, "Why is everyone telling me to use this Pokemon? I'm not getting anywhere." And I was like, <laughs> "I'm not using it." So I took it off, and it wasn't until I moved it into X and Y, yeah, that, and then I could see the stats. And you're like, oh, I realized it hadn't been. Is EV there no tra- way to see the stats in the no? That's you can't see their me. EVs until Gen 6. That's, so that's insane to me. Um, I think that's probably why I've not bothered. Yeah, it hasn't been accessible until the last 10 years. Well, nine years, really. That's mad. Um, so, yeah, I had no idea that last so you're year's... basically doing it, but it's all hidden. Like, yeah. it's, it's you, you have to just go game. on blind faith. Yeah, yeah. it's blind like faith. weird You've religion. Yeah. yeah, you have to, like, you believe the numbers are there <laughs> and that they're working in your favour. Oh, um, see, I, I just wouldn't trust myself to do that because I know I'd do something like that. I'd completely mess up or like, yeah. I'd give it stats and different things and now i might be wrong but in gem 4 they did introduce the power items yeah uh and again i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure they only did four per stat not okay. not they didn't do nine like yeah. they do now they would give you four evs per i stat. feel like a lot of the things have changed though because like the shiny rates were one in eight thousand other one in four thousand yeah. so i feel like certain things they've kind of like mixed around slightly yeah all that um, EV training I did across all those games, I only ever found two shinies, which is <laughs> insane. I found a Starly and I found a Wormpool, and that was it. And like, I haven't found anything was else. Was the Starly the one that got away that one time? No, no. Oh, that was in Black and White 2. Oh, yeah, that was that a Zubat. Um, Zubat. And that wasn't even EV training. I was just getting through the story because I thought I would like make a little adventure out of this ribbon challenge. So I decided to play through the games <sighs> before I got to the end. Oh, I know this story. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a bit where I was in... So, yeah. Okay. So in Black and White 2, there's a part where you go to the sewers and you have to go with your rival and you have to try and get to the end. 
So the rival was with me, battling with me, and then a shiny Zubat appears, and I'm like, uh oh, I gotta get rid of this guy. Um, <laughs> tried to kill his Pokemon, and it's just attacking this shiny. <laughs> you were like, no. I was one hit away from taking down this. I think it might have been a Servine he had, mm. or maybe I had Servine. He had something else. He went first, knocked out the Zubat. I was so sad. <laughs> I was so sad. I missed out on that shiny Zubat. I did find one eventually, actually, in Gen 4 later. Oh, he made up for it. Yeah, I've got a new one. Um, So it's fine, but uh, it will never replace that one. Yeah, <laughs> The one that got away. Yeah. So, it was um, knocked out. Where was I? Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, EV training was a lot harder back then. Yeah. Nowadays, it's very easy. Yeah. It's gotten, a, I want to say it's actually gotten a little bit harder in this gen compared to Sword and Shield, but I think Sword and Shield's DLC made it easier. So, it's a, there's a very good chance that eventually the DLC is going to make it easier again. Yeah. Because you think in Sword and Shield's DLC, they added Dynamax Soup, so you could then yeah. add the Gigantamax factor or Dynamax, you know, to all your other Pokemon. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, in the... Isle of Armor expansion, they added vending machines that you could buy. Yeah. And they gave you a discount on bulk buying um, proteins and things like that. So you could buy 25 and it would cost less than what 25 That's would normally good. cost. Um, I feel like money's harder to come by in Scarlet and Violet as well. I'm struggling with money. Yeah. Um, I never seem to be rolling in it. You know, I don't. As soon as I seem to get some, it seems to disappear because I'm buying like bottle caps and. I think that's part of the, it for me. Like, I'm trying to buy stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it is in a way. Um, I think the easiest way at the minute is to go through raids and just hope that you get some decent night like, drops, yeah. like nuggets and star pieces, that kind of stuff. Which is good, but when you're trying to EV train a Pokemon, it costs. Right. So say you want to start, you want to fully max out a Pokemon's attack stat. You need 26 proteins. Which is 260. 260,000 off yeah. the bat. So if you're trying to fully EV train speed and attack, you need 520k immediately. Yeah. Like that's yeah. one Pokemon. That's yes. half a million gone. And I think that's why I did like the battling instead of the, the items. So yeah, this is the first time since Gen 4, 5, yeah. that I've decided to just take up of traditional EV training. Especially now because the power items give you nine. You only have to yeah. knock out 28 Pokemon. That's so much better than yeah. 252, yes. which is what I used to have to do. Oof. Yeah, no, that would do You it. would just knuckle down. You'd be like, right, just don't I'm going to take an don't... even off and just be like, okay. Yeah, you're like, don't lose too much focus because you don't want to miss a count. And then if you miss a count, you're like, well, I'm glad I'm maxing this stat and not <sighs> doing a set number like 128. You're like, okay, right, I just have to, yeah. <laughs> You just watch a movie and you just press the plus button every now and then on the tally counter yeah. and like you'll get there eventually. You just don't think too hard. I can imagine spending it's that numbing. amount of time to do that. I went to do another ribbon challenge before Scarlet and Violet came out. I was like, maybe I'll do Gengar, and I, I actually did EV train it, but yeah. I was like, I went to do the Battle Towers again. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> can't I do just this. can't do this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it. No. So yeah, it's um, it's a lot easier now. So yeah, EV training's gotten a lot easier. The fact that Pokemon remember their own moves now, really easy. That's really handy as well, yeah. So if you teach a Pokemon a move, you can go back in and relearn it. If you want to change your movesets around, it doesn't feel like they're punishing you as much for doing so anymore. I love the option as well that if you click on like the moves, you can either like forget a move, remember a move, or teach HMs, and it shows you all the HMs that it can learn. We never talked about this, actually, but what do you, I really like the fact that you can ask your Pokemon for advice. Have you seen I that? I love that, yeah. That, I, I've, I think about halfway through the game, I saw the option, and I was like, ask for advice, and it was like... Um, Oh, like, would... Paul Mott recommends to get rid of this move and learn this move. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Go on, then I'll listen to you. Um, I don't know if that has a positive or a correlation on that If you ask happiness. it like three or four times, it changes. 
Oh, okay. Yes, because I asked, I was like, I wonder if it's like Adam at the door wants to learn this move. So I tried it about three or four times and it does then suggest like different things. So I think so it it's is, just random. It could be random. But I wonder if, if you say yes to its decision, it helps its happiness go up or something. Because I feel like it should, Possibly, right? You're yeah. asking your Pokemon how it no, feels would about Would you like to learn this move? Yes. Okay. Then yeah. Then you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. It, feels... um, it must have some sort of positive effect that we don't know about. Like must. like you said, like friendship or. It must do, yeah. right? It just feels like otherwise, what's the point? Like, yeah. It's just a little bit of fun. But yeah. it'd be nice if it felt like it was aiming towards something. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little thing to do, though. I yeah. like that. I have used it a few times, just so I'm a bit unsure. Yeah. I'm usually like, okay, I'll, I'll do what the Pokemon wants. <laughs> so it's cool. We can now EV train fairly quickly. It really doesn't take long. I EV trained two Pokemon this morning yeah. before nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's doable. Like, it took me an hour, and I EV trained two Pokemon fully, and that was easy enough. So when you EV train Pokemon, do you look up what stats people suggest or do you do what you think's best typically do? i do i yeah. go on smogun i see I, I for okay so one of the pokemon on my team that i ev trained this morning was grimmsnarl right and i was like okay i know grimmsnarl was a big deal back in sword and shield what were people using back in sword and shield and yeah. i looked at what the sort of moveset i wanted to use and i found an ev spread and i was like cool you're using max hp max special defense i want to say yeah. i was like cool i know what to do so i went in and i just did that and then i used uh feathers well the wings you know the muscle wing the resistance yeah, they, do like one they give you one ev for each one so i just filled in the last six evs that i needed on yeah it. so it that's was really handy to do actually isn't it yeah. i feel just a few things just to this. sprinkle in in fact you can do that as well so say one of your pokemon wants 48 evs in a certain stat you could get four of the like proteins and then just use eight muscle wings yeah. and it's like that's fine it's less done costly me. i've done that a couple of times just I did to that with fill my... in some blanks Annihilate because that's one of the ones I wasn't sure what stats to do. Yeah. Um. So I looked up a, an EV spread and it's not just like max out this and that. It's a lot of different ones. Usually um, they explain the, why as the well. The build that I've I'm I'm using. Um. That was one of the more complicated ones because it's like 108 HP and then like 46 defense it's... and all this kind of stuff. I was like, this is gonna be slightly more difficult. So I went and bought the right amount of of um, items to use and then the feathers to use on top just because I didn't want to battle Pokemon yeah. with a held item. I was like, I'm just going to put items into this one just exactly. so I know what it's done. I definitely wouldn't recommend using the wings or feathers for just flat out upgrading stats because no, it's, it's used too stat, many. It? And yeah. it's, it's not worth it. It's worth a top up and that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the things like the weird EV spreads like that, usually they explain them, but sometimes they don't. And like they are built specifically for dealing yeah. with certain Pokemon. Sometimes you read them, you're like, why is it this? And then you'll read it and it's like, this amount of speed EVs gives it just the right amount to outspeed this certain Pokemon that's a threat to it enough. And then it gives you this move that you can knock it out with. And it's like, this amount of attack EVs should deal this amount of damage. And like, it's really, this is when you get, this is a level I'm not on, where it's like, people are like working out like... What Pokemon to take down. They do like battle simulations where they yeah. work out what percentage of I, EVs and it gets a bit too mathy for me. I like, just looked into like a basic sort of setup for Annihilate because I wasn't sure how to use it. So I just followed that one. Um, that was one of the more complicated ones that I've done. But the rest of them I just sort of Googled like a rough idea of what to do. Yeah, I think it's um, easier. One or two of them I've just sort of, I've not even looked. I've just tried to see if I can do an EV thing on yeah. my own with no advice and see if it works. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll find out later on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Whether I've succeeded or completely failed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it should be good though. I mean, um, 
So what else is there? So IVs are now actually easier than ever. So in Gen 7, Sun and Moon, they introduced bottle caps. Yes. Yeah. Super rare to get in Gen 7. They were really hard. And gold bottle caps, which were like, you just couldn't find them no. in that game. I think, okay, you got one if you bought the strategy guide. There was a code in there for one gold bottle cap. Okay. Um, and that's <laughs> that how scarce they were. Thing, yeah. yeah. You had like a 0.1% chance of fishing one up in a fishing spot. Like, oh, they were like that. Yeah. Uh, they made them a lot easier in... Um, in Sword and Shield, but they still weren't easy. You had to do max very, raids, I very, think. Very sparse, weren't they? This game, they seem to be handing them out a lot more. You can buy you can them. Find the them. You can buy them. You can win them. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ways to get hold of them. I haven't really found gold bottle caps yet. I've not had a gold bottle cap. I know you can get them from the six star raids okay. and the, the Charizard raid. You can do the Charizard raids again. You just can't catch it, but you can get the rewards for it. Yeah, I think I missed out on a lot of that this yeah. time because I only just unlocked them in time. So this time when Cinderace comes around, I'm yeah. going to probably start farming um, them a bit more for the EXP. That's probably the best one to do because that's... Um, I think you get really good drops for the seven star ones. That's but good. yeah, I think the six star ones, you've got a very slim chance of getting a gold bottle cap. Okay. So there, there, there are ways, but the thing is, they give you so many bottle caps. You don't even really need them. Yeah. So there's a guy in Montenegro. If you go to the Pokemon Center there, just next to the Pokemon Center, there's a guy that stood there with an Abomasnow. Snow. And if you speak guy, to him, yeah. if you're Pokemon level 50 or higher, which is a new thing. Because it was 100 Sword and Shield, before, it was 100 it? Yeah. and before that as well. They had to be level 100. Now they just have to be level 50. The barrier for entry getting so much easier. Because I find leveling up is even harder in this game, I feel like... I don't know why. Even Every, with the candies and the rare candies and stuff, it's It feels still... slower than that Sword yeah. and Shield. And I think that's because the raids are harder. Yeah. You could do a raid. You or could the... solo a five-star raid with a level 100. In this game, you can't. I don't feel okay. like it's a lot harder. Um, it's very difficult. I feel like they've, they've whacked up the difficulty of the raids that, and things. But it's frustrating when you lose. Yeah. When you get paired up with people that don't... When you when they bring the wrong type or something like that and you lose because I've been of, in a few where I've been, I've been guy, doing yeah. really, really well and then a person will get knocked out and it just the timer just drops and you get like, really punished oh for that okay out. like we were doing so good and then like two seconds later like mm-hmm. we've got 10 seconds left and it's like oh yeah there's screwed. actually a really good and sorry to i need to plug another youtuber slash podcast one of my favorite podcasts it's super effective uh the host of that steve he had his channel which is pkmn cast or it's super effective on youtube he does a lot of content he put out a video really recently with six Pokemon that he recommends that you could bring to any raid and do well in. Yeah. Really helpful. It's so good, actually. There's, like, um, Golden Goes on there, Belly Bolt, Blissey, Grimmsnarl. Like, Pokemon that, like, you can see who your uh, teammates are bringing, and then you can be like, okay, nobody's bringing, like, a wall breaker or, like, a Pokemon to help defense and buff up our team. I'll bring Grimmsnarl. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. It was really good. He was the one that told me I should bring Dashbun to Charizard raids, and, like, I won that one perfectly. It was great. Like... It just makes sense. I, I see a lot of um, Iron Hands and um, Azumarill. Azumarill, yeah. which are good but also bad. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if you want to use them, more power to you. But I, the Belly Drum, you need to hope that your team are going to buff you up. If yeah. I see people using those Pokemon, the first thing I'm thinking is I'm not going to attack the first turn. I'm going to wait till they've done it and then I'm going to heal under yeah. the cheer heal because they need that health back. Yeah, If they're going to be pushing themselves that far to make the to knock out the raid boss you need to like, I think sometimes it, it works it depends what boss it is because yeah. I've seen it before where you go in like three or four turns and all of a sudden it's like the HP bar is almost empty yeah and sometimes we'll go in and it's just they completely fail it's high risk high reward yeah 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 it either works instantly or, or it doesn't at all yeah so anyway yeah. we get bottle caps from there we speak to that guy and you give him bottle caps you can then max the IVs out on your Pokemon which is great so good 
Some Pokemon you catch, especially later in the game, come with perfect IVs as standard. A lot of them do. A lot the, of the raid ones do. The come raid with ones like come with like four or five. Six, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got the, a few raid ones that have got five. The Titan Pokemon, did you know you could go back and catch those? Yeah. yeah. You catch those, they have six perfect IVs, or at least like really good. You know, yeah. they're not always perfect. They I think they could be I think the Bombardier I caught had like Fantastics instead yeah. of Best, but like still really strong high yeah. IVs. There's a really good chance they have like perfect IVs. Um yeah, um, per- IVs are really important as well. I don't know the maths about it. I'm not like, <laughs> I really enjoy this sort of stuff, but I'm not like one of these people that knows percentages and like breakdown of everything. But all I know is that IVs are super important. Yeah. Because you don't want to go into a battle against a Pokemon. If you were both fighting, if I brought my Annihilate and you brought your Annihilate and my one wasn't IV trained, but yours was, yours is much stronger instantly than mine. Much stronger, instantly. Yeah. And I'm at a disadvantage. So like to, in order to just be above the rest, you need to have your IVs. Yeah. Done. So we've done EVs, we've done IVs, we've done... What else have we done? Move sets. Move sets, So yeah. now Nature Mints as well. Nature Mints have also become a lot easier yes. this game. I've, I, I, I kind of love that, but I'm not sure how much. Because they're so accessible. They're almost too accessible now. Yeah, like, but I kind of like love that in a way. The same with like, the, the EVs, although I guess I'm happy that the EVs and stuff and IVs are so easy to change. It you feel like it's too, too easy, but then I think they hand it to you if on it a was a bit too hard, I wouldn't have bothered in the first place. Sure, so. I think it's a good thing they make yeah. it easier. Um, uh, I mean, go like going on from like sword and shield, the mints and stuff were difficult to come by, or they were. Yeah, could you buy them with? The, you had to buy them with battle points. That's it. Yeah, and they um, were quite difficult. To and get I think as well, I mentioned that to you earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Off podcast where I was like, in sword and shield, I used to take part in every single um, contest on like the the every single uh, tournament online because you got 50 battle points yeah. for everyone. So I was like, I don't even have to do anything. I just no. have to take part in like a battle and then I get 50 and I can buy a new mint and I can sort out this Pokemon that I've been wanting to sort out. I can't remember which Pokemon I was trying to sort out. It's um, Nature Yeah. on Sword and Shield and it took me ages to get a mint and I thought I'm not going to bother with any other ones. I'll just it's, try and... Uh, yeah. yeah, so you can get them from just doing the uh, battle tower initially, but then after that, you only get like one or two battle points per fight. Yeah. So you have to do like 50 fights yeah. or like 25 minimum. That's a lot of battling just yeah. to get a bottle cap at the Whereas end. No, a, a mint at the Scarlet end. Scarlet and Violet, you just find mints on the floor. They're just around, yeah. yeah. I remember thinking that in Legends Arceus because you can find them fairly easily yeah. there. And I was like, wow, they're just giving these out now. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they are giving these out. <laughs> yeah. But I love that because like... Especially sp- Area Zero. Like, oh, mm. I found so many down there. Because we talked about this earlier. How... In the older games, you would get through the uh, you get through the game with your starter. You would go through all the way to the mm-hmm. elite four. You would finish the game. You'd be like, "All oh, right, let's have a look at this competitive." And it's like, "Oh yes, you know that like Charizard that you went through the whole game with." It's terrible. It's terrible. It's trash. <laughs> it's EVs got- <laughs> are skewed. Like it's got really bad IVs. Like it's got like everything's wrong. You can't do anything about that. You have yeah. to start all over again. Let's breed you a new one. And now you have to use this IV calculator to work out. Yeah. And now in this game, how much more accessible is it? I did this two days ago, my Meowskarada that I went through the whole game with, I was like, you could do with a little bit of some work. So I used the berries that you find in abundance. completely like Reset all of its EVs except That's for attack really and speed. That's really good as well. Um, it's optimal. Because like you said, like you go through the game without the judge function, you have no idea. Yeah. Um, and their IVs are just like all over the place, like completely yeah. abysmal. And the fact that you can just get berries and just be like, nope, get rid of them all and then start afresh. 
Yeah, so I got rid of everything except attack and speed because I knew that those were very important stats for me. Yeah. I topped them up because they already had some. Yeah. Finished those off and then went to this guy, bottle captain, gave him an adamant mint. And then I was like, I know not everybody's using it now, but I was like, he has Protean as his hidden ability. I'm going to give him this ability patch I found. It's perfectly competitive now. And I was like, that's, that's the other my thing guy. as well is the ability patches yeah. that you can change their ability. It, it saves so much more time yes. than like trying to breed for an ability or trying to catch the same Pokemon with mm-hmm. a different ability. You can just completely make the perfect Pokemon with that Pokemon. Yeah. Now. You don't have to like breed. You don't have to try and find a different one with a different nature. It's you can so just much better. Keep that Pokemon and just give it loads of drugs and. Make it exactly how you want it. Exactly. The ability patch was really new. That came out in like the last DLC for Sword and Shield, I believe. And that was a huge deal. It was Mm. like, oh, I can actually like this Litten now, it can now have Intimidate. And like, it's just stuff like that. And you're like, this is so much better. Like, does it just does so much more for the game? Yeah. Talking from experience, I think it just opens up this whole different world for, for people like me that weren't interested at all. Now I can just get completely behind it because I'm like, well, it's all there. Yeah. You can buy some of it from the shop. You can win some of it in like rewards from the the um the raids and things and Yeah. Or just find them on the floor. Exactly. It's, it's just so much more accessible. Yeah, so there's and just so much you can do. Kind of get a, a, a bit of a, like a reward feeling for doing it because it's a Pokemon that you've gone through the game with if you don't have to breed for a new one, so you've yeah. got that attachment as well. You don't have yeah, you feel that bond with the Pokemon that yeah. you started out with. Like I said, it's great that I can now say that that the Grookey that I started out with as Sword and Shield is now competitively viable. So is this Miascarada. Like, there's Pokemon that I started out with in my original playthroughs that I'm like, you'll always be there now. It feels special to me. Whereas, like, a lot of the older Pokemon that I would have started out with in my older games, I would have left behind because there's no need to keep using them because they're not competitive or set up the way that it I would want. It doesn't feel the same when you breed it for a nature and then you get like a, you hatch it from an egg. It doesn't, you don't have that same attack. It's, the same Pokemon, but you don't have that attachment because you've not played through the whole game with it. You've just hatched it out of an egg and then you just start exactly. investing time into it. I remember resetting uh, Omega Ruby, I think, over yeah. and over again to try and get a mug kit with like a jolly nature because <laughs> I was like, I can EV train you with the super training for the beginning. I've got your nature. I don't care about IVs because I can't see them. Yeah. But like the amount of time I had to spend just doing that because it was so inaccessible. Because of a nature. Yeah. Whereas now you can just... Now I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. My Miascarada had a modest nature and I was like, oh, cool. And then I realized that's the opposite of what he wants. (laughs) He does not want a modest nature. And now I'm like, that's fine. I fixed it. It's done. It's it's not an issue anymore. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else there really is to talk about in regards of like learning competitive so much as just checking out other people's teams. Looking at who's popular. I think it's just a bit, if you want to get into it, you kind of need to do a bit of research and... There's a great. It is a bit of a learning curve. There's um, a really great website I could t- I could point you to. Yeah. That I don't think I told you about before called um, Pokelytics. Uh, Pikalytics. Okay. Pikalytics. I'm just yeah. going to quickly check that's right. Uh, it's a really good website that I used because again, as part of my ribbon challenge, I had to get to master rank in Sword and Shield, which was a hell of a task. I had to. I basically I took a rental team, which is another good idea. I didn't think about. Yeah. Rental teams exist. People put their teams up online, and you can try them out online. That's you really don't cool. own the Pokemon, but you have the team available for battles. So yeah. You can be like, 
I want to try this. And that's how I got to Master Rank. Somebody gave me a rental team that had a Regigigas and a... That's really cool. Uh, wheezing with neutralizing gas. So that's it lost cool. its bad ability and yeah. was OP. And it Dynamax with Max Strike and it was just really strong. Like, I, it helped me get all the way there. Um, so, yeah. That's it, another good reason like, or another good thing for people to try out if they want to get into competitive is like try rental teams, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You get a good feel for it and you get yeah. to... Without having to invest tons of time into a competitive team, you get to see what all the fuss is about. I think a lot of research is probably a good idea if you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and what I did was I jumped into the rank battles just to get a rough idea of what, if I was doing things right or wrong. And I got I completely annihilated to begin with. So I was like, okay, yeah. I need to change my strategy and <laughs> do a bit more research. But at least I didn't spend loads of time and then jump in and think, oh, no, I've been, no, been destroyed. Okay, um, so... It's picolytics.com. Okay. Okay, picolytics.com is a really great website where it gives you statistics on what people are using online. Okay. Tells you who the most successful, well, who the most popular Pokemon are, and then tells you who what the most popular movesets are, what yeah. the most popular EV spreads are, what the most popular held items are. Gives you an idea of what other people are doing, and you can be like, oh, cool. So I can tell you right now that the top five Pokemon being used in competitive right now a Golden Go at number one. Yeah, I can see that. With 29.32% of all teams having it. Yeah. Murkrow, 27.69% yeah. of teams. Garchomp, 26.9% of teams. Yeah. Hydragon, 22.3%. i have seen a team of those four. And Amoongus, 21.68%. Yeah. And then the sixth, if you want to just go for a sixth, Annihilate, 20.97. I've seen quite a few. I reckon that's a team. That's that's yeah. Somebody's been using that team and the other people. The first where you said I faced I think three or four teams of those exact Pokemon. Yeah, and for good reason. There's yeah. great reason to use all of them. They They're usually all very send strong. out Garchomp and, and uh, Macro to begin with. Yeah, and it tells you that everyone's using Make It Rain, Shadow Ball, Protect, and Nasty Plot on Golden Go. Yeah. It's most common teammate, Murkrow, 53% of teams. It's great. It yeah. tells you everything you need to know. Terratypes, 15% of people are using Steel, but 1.4% are using Flying, probably yeah. for that ground weakness. Yeah. Like, it's just really good. You can start to break down and see through the, like, yeah, what people are doing. It's really fun. I really enjoy using that as a reference. Yeah. So. I'll probably be back on there now because I haven't used it for a while. I'm going to go on there. I think um... Picolytics, yeah. It's really worth using. Um, yeah, so I recommend doing some research, just having a look at your Pokemon. Think about some of your favourites, but also be prepared to say goodbye to some of your favourites yeah. because sometimes your favourite Pokemon isn't the best Pokemon to use. It doesn't even necessarily matter about like what their base stats are either. Like we were talking about earlier, some Pokemon have got, not on paper, their base stats look terrible, but actually they perform... A lot better than you think they would. Yeah, well, in Merkur, competitive for example. Yeah. yeah, or like uh, I think Mouseholds like base stats on the best. They're not amazing. It's got a good um, speed stat, but that's but about it. It's actually a lot better than I thought it would ever be. Yeah. Like seeing um, teams being used with Mousehold, and like, actually, this is this is underrated. This Pokemon. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so should we have a little chat about our own teams and we'll talk about the Pokemon we're going to be using in our fight together. Go on then. We'll talk about it. You want me to start? Yeah, what, what, so what's your first Pokemon on your team? Okay, so I'm going to go on my team now and we'll we'll talk about it. Right. So the first Pokemon on my team is the only one on my team with a nickname. You nicknamed it? I only this one. Yeah. Okay, so I, the Pokemon that I find like... Okay, so my, the ones that I'm like, these are my like team. Like yeah. my official team. The official team. Uh, I give nicknames too, so... I have a, a Mimikyu called SBO. I have a, an Ice Q named Scout. And, I knew you'd get an Ice Q. Yeah. And now I've got Mousehold, who I actually have two now, and I can't decide which one I want to use more. I've got one called Union, and then I've got another one called Entourage. Love it. 
this one's Entourage. He is a normal type with a terror type of ghost. Oh, that's cool. He holds a clear amulet, so his stats won't be lowered, and he's protected by other uh, or other Pokemon's abilities. Oh, so his stats won't get lowered, yeah. basically. He's protected from stats. Really cool Pokemon. Yeah, I've... So I have two. Union was my original one. He is my attacker. He's got Technician. He uses Population Bomb. He's got U-Turn. He's got Bite. And he's got Tidy Up. Nice. This one's got a completely different moveset. And it's more defensive. And this one's got Super Fang, Follow Me, Encore, and Protect. Ooh, savage. And I gave it Friend Guard as an ability. So it reduces damage dealt to allies. So it's a really good supportive Pokemon. Second Pokemon on my list is Palafin. It's a shiny a purple palafin mm. with the punching glove. It's water type and it's terror type I'd as water. It, of course, it's a punching glove. And it has the moves flip turn, jet punch, bulk up, and drain punch. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's got zero to hero as its ability, which is its uh, signature move ability, which That's do you remember this one? Absolutely insane, yeah. So, do its original it? base stats aren't that great, are they? No, not um, overly. So, it has to leave battle um, and then. Yes, basically switch it out and then switch it back in and then hero to zero. Zero to hero, sorry. Activates its yeah. hero form um, and then its stats become insane. It has like ridiculously it's high... It's attack stats, like what, 160? That's it, yeah. 160, super high. I didn't know that was a thing until recently when I did a, a doubles battle and someone sent one in and I was like, what the, what the shit is this? And then <laughs> what it just a- absolutely destroyed and I was like, okay. I did not see that coming whatsoever. <laughs> um, I need to get myself a Palafin. Yeah. I don't. I'm not on my team. I've got one, but... Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. So Pokemon number three is Golden Go, Ooh. who I've said before is one of my favourite uh, Pokemon. I love that Pokemon. But I, I loved hate, it before I, I realised how good it I was as well. I it because it's so good. I just loved the idea of it. Uh, it's a Steel Ghost type with a Terra type of Ghost. I want to fix that to make it Steel eventually, mm. but for now Ghost is fine. Uh, holding an air balloon, so it protects it yeah. from ground-type moves. Its ability is uh, insane. Good as gold, which gives it full immunity to other Pokemon status moves. Super good. I yeah. really like using it in raids as well, because it basically blocks so much of what they can yeah. do to you. It also ignores status effects, so if they use Thunder Wave, it doesn't work. doesn't work, yeah. yeah. It's just really strong. Um, I found the only thing that works on it, because you can't like Will-O-Whisper or anything, can you? No. You can Salt Cure it, though. Can you? Yeah, okay. that works. I tried that in a battle, and I was like, okay, you can do that, but I don't think you can do anything else against it. <laughs> he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty good. He's yeah. got a very good typing as well, which helps. Yeah, that's a good, it is a good typing. Uh, and it has the moves Nasty Plot, Make It Rain, Recover, and Shadow Ball. Oh, Recover. Ugh. <laughs> it's trying to wipe that thing out, isn't it? Annoying there was a already. whole different strategy I had in mind before, and then today I changed it. Make so- It Rain is a savage move as well. That's its... um. Signature move, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So originally what I did have on it was Trick instead of Recover, which swaps your held yeah. item with an opponent's. And I had Choice Specs on it. So my plan was to see one of your physical attackers, aka Annihilate, yeah, and switch it and force it into being stuck using Bulk Up. <laughs> it gains no effect off of the Choice Specs. That was my plan. Um, but I thought last minute, Air Balloon, why not? Uh, next, I have a Moongus, who is Grass and Poison type with the Terra type Water. Oh, that's cool. Has a rocky helmet and has the regenerator ability, which heals its HP when it's withdrawn from battle. Has the moves Giga Drain, Toxic, Spore, and Sludge Bomb. Fair. I really like this Pokemon. I've always liked Amoongus, but I'm really excited to see where this one goes. This one, 
I struggled with so much trying to get hold of one of these yesterday. I spent an entire day <laughs> trying to get one, and I only just got one in time, and I'm so relieved I have it. It's Umbreon. It's a dark type, and it has the fairy terror type. Oh, okay. I got this one from Wolfie VGC again. He yeah. said that fairy was the best one for it because it, it suddenly turns a lot of its weaknesses into resistances. Yeah. Holding a leftovers has the moves Wish, Yawn, Protect, and Terror Blast. Ugh. And has inner focus as an ability. That sounds like it's going to be a pain. And my last Pokemon is Grimmsnarl. It's a dark and fairy type with the steel terror type. Ew. And it has a light clay being held. So it protect uh, when it uses moves such as light screen or reflect, they last moves, they last longer. Yeah. So I think they normally last five turns. They last eight turns when you do that. So it's really, really important. Nice. It has prankster as an ability. So it has priority on its moves and it has light screen, reflect, taunt and spirit break. Oh, so he's going to be like a, a pain to take down. He's my, yeah, he's my like, your pain, pain in, the in the ass. ass. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So that is my team. Matt. Um, a lot more bulky than it used to be. In fact, I'm going to quickly tell the the people listening who my original team was going to be. Yeah, because yeah, I did it. send you my team and you I'll tell you why list. I changed it. Yeah, go on. So my original team was... Bear with me, bear with me. A lot more offensive. Basically, it was Mousehold, which, but it was my Union one that had Population Bomb, Bite, yeah. Um, yeah, U-Turn, etc. Um, Palafin, Golden Ghost, so they're the same. Uh, Iron Valiant, Volcarona, and Screamtail. It was only mm. yesterday that I found out that the uh, Paradox Pokemon aren't actually allowed in online battles, and I felt it would be a bit unfair if I brought <laughs> two of them along to a fight, because they are super good. They are. Screamtail is just, it's not very good offensively, but defensively, it's yeah. mad. It's got some really high defense stats, so I was OP. like, I want a bulky wall. Yeah. Um, had to change that now, which is why I have um, Grimstar and Umbreon. Nice. But, yeah. So yeah, Fair I've enough. changed it a lot more defensive this time around. But I'm actually I've I haven't looked like I said I've not looked a load into competitive yet. So I don't know if this team's good. No, could be terrible. I have no idea if my team's gonna work. I tried to compose of new Pokemon. Okay. Um. I see a lot of mine are old ones on top. Yeah, it's they're, they're kind usually of like, like when a spread. new game comes out and they've got like old Pokemon return, and I'll I'll usually pick my favorite. So I thought this time around I'm gonna go for only new Pokemon, um, just to sort of like. You know, expand my my likes and dislikes. Yeah, sure. Um, so the first Pokemon on my team is Glamora. Okay. Which is a rock and poison type. Yeah. Its ability is toxic debris. So when you hit it, it scatters poison spikes at the feet of the opposing team when the Pokemon takes damage from physical moves. Nice. Um, that is good. And the move set that I've got on it is Power Gem, Sludge Bomb, Venoshock, and Energy Ball. Nice. Which is um. It's been useful. What's that terror type on it? Um, the terror type is rock. Nice. I've not a faff of any um, terror types. I've just sort of kept the the standard ones, and I've not got. I don't think I've got any on my team that I've found out wild that I've got different terror okay. types. I've got a lot of mine are from raids. The yeah. ones that have the different types because shards are very hard to come by. They're almost impossible. I hope that that's something they fix in the future because it's very difficult right now. I don't have a held on my Glamour at the minute. I haven't found one that I think works well okay um my second pokemon is annihilate which i think is this generation is one of my favorite pokemon um, it is very cool i absolutely love it i mean that kind of goes with you because i i've known you for our entire lives we've been friends forever you're a huge fan of gen 1 pokemon yeah so to take a gen 1 pokemon and make it a ghost type is like to take it's a built gen for 1 you. pokemon kill it and make yeah. it a ghost that's made for you <laughs> like it's perfect for you yeah absolutely love it 
Um, yeah, one of my absolute favourites at the minute. Um, he is holding a leftovers. Nice. He's got a defiant ability. So if he takes any sort of lowered stats, then he will boost his attack stat, which is really handy. Very good against Pokemon like Intimidate users. Yeah. It doesn't. It just like it reverses it and makes it yeah. better for you. Yeah. Um. So I'm running him with Rage Fist, Drain Punch, Bulk Up, and Substitute, which I found. Substitute wasn't on the the recommended one. Okay. Um. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I'm kind of still playing with the idea. Yeah. Um. But it's been fun. Okay. Um. My third one is Tinkerton. Yep. Which I absolutely love. <laughs> An amazing Pokemon. Um, I like Tinkerton. I changed its ability because originally it had um is it own tempo? Yeah. Didn't like that, so I changed it to Mold Breaker. Makes more sense. Yeah. Ignores abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Super handy. So I've got Gigaton Hammer, which is its signature move, which is super strong. Yeah. Um I've got Knock Off, Stealth Rock, and Foul Play. Nice. Pretty which good. Come in handy with um, some teams I've fought against. Yeah. Um, my fourth is Gargnuckle, the Minecraft house <laughs> with purifying salt, so protects it from status conditions and half damage taken from ghost type moves. That is very which good. Which is handy. And he's naturally quite bulky anyway, so he's quite cool. Um, I'm running him with salt cure, body press, iron defense and recover. Um, which That's has really good. kept me going quite Sounds a while. Sounds bulky. Yeah. He's a, he's a tank, tanky boy. <laughs> Uh, number five on my list is Seradage, mm. another one of my favourites. Another ghost. Another ghosty purple ghosty boy. Um, he's got Fire Flash for an ability, so he basically absorbs fire-type moves um, and, raises, and his... raises its fire-type attacks, mm. which is super handy because I'm running it with Bitter Blade. Nice. Um, Bitter Blade's great. Bitter yeah. Blade, it's signature move, so basically get HP back for an attack. Yeah. Um, I'm like... running him with Shadow Sneak, Sword Dance, and one move that I'm going to keep a secret from you. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested. You'll probably, you'll probably like, I'll probably play it and you'll be like, oh, I saw that coming, but... I'm I'm actually trying to think now what it could be. I don't know <laughs> what it could be, though. Um, and my last Pokemon is um, Pormot. I nice. didn't know whether to keep this one on the team or not. I he debated. was on my team all the way through the story. I was going to put in um, Cyclozar. But then I decided against it. Okay. Um, I did a little bit of testing with Cyclozar, and I like it as a Pokemon, but it wasn't that handy. Yeah. Um, so I'm running him with Revival Blessing. There it is. Which I is knew a, it. I knew it. Which I was like, a, he's going to have Revival Blessing. A complete Bless. broken move. Yep. Which I can see getting banned really Only quickly. two Pokemon have that, Rabskirt and, and Pormot. Pormot yeah. And I don't know which one's better. I couldn't believe this it. is an actual move. So anyone that doesn't know what Revival Blessing is, is basically... A move which acts as a revive. Yeah. It, so I can basically use Revival Blessing to revive a fallen teammate in battle. To half its max HP. To half its HP, which, which is good. insane. Um, good. That saved me in a few battles online, actually. Um, it's fast, poor Mo. I would say it's probably the better user because yeah. it has a good speed stat. Yeah. Like, you just use it for Revival Blessing and you could bring back, like, I yeah. don't know, something huge. I don't so know. I'm running him with Revival Blessing, which is going to be a nightmare. Um, electric Terrain, Volt Switch and Thunderbolt. And he's got a Volt Absorb as an ability. Nice. Um, he's one I'm not too sure on. Electric he, Terrain's an interesting one. He, well, my held item is Electric Seed. Okay. So I'll drop the Terrain, get a defense boost. Um, well, that's I, a good strat. I, I didn't that. know if that was going to... This is what I've not done any research on. This is one I was like, I'm going to try my own thing and see if it works. I like that. I respect that. Um, so the Eve or the IVs, the EVs could be completely fudged on this one i'm not entirely sure but sure. We'll, we'll soon find out 
Amazing. Um, yeah, so him and I think Tinker Tom was the other one I didn't research on. Okay. Um, I knew to keep like Gigaton Hammer, but I haven't researched any um, my EVs and things to put onto it. I thought I'm just going to see what works. Okay. So it could go horribly wrong, Tom. So we're going to have a little battle now. We're going to see how we get on. We are indeed. And we'll be back very soon to let you know how that went. Let's do this, buddy. I'm excited. Let's do this. I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. I'm not sure if this is going to (laughs) work. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who you send out first. This could be like horrible. Okay, so you just used uh, your to- your poison debris. Yeah. To set out some toxic spikes. Yeah. So that really leaves me with no other option but to send out a Moongus. Of course. Who will then get rid of the toxic spikes. <sighs> Aaron's trying to call me right now as if he doesn't know we're doing a podcast. He's <laughs> so jealous. He's so jelly. I was waiting for that spore. Knew it. <laughs> well, what else do you use it for other than maybe toxic? Oh, this is the one I, I said not... it in my gold and yeah. was This is the one I was not looking forward to. Okay, so it's gold and go on my side. Getting ready. Using a make it rain. <sighs> Haven't used that in a double battle yet. It hits both Pokemon. It's pretty mad. It's insane. I hate it so much. <laughs> it looks great fighting outside in the school bit, doesn't it? It does. Tinkerton, wake up, you bitch. <laughs> Ugh, toxic. Ugh. This guy with the bloody... All oh, the status moves. I love toxic. Toxic's probably my favourite move. Oh, I've just realised something really annoying, actually. What's that? Terror Blast is a normal-type move when it's not terrestrialised. Yeah. See, I thought the Terror Blast was a move that would run off your type, so it was going to be a Dark type and then a Fairy type when it terrestrializes. Yeah, it's only your Terror. So when you Terror, when you yeah, when you terrestrialize, I wonder if this is going to pay off or not. That's very interesting. Okay, so I think I need to rethink that. Oh. I've never used Palafin superhero form yet, so this is going to be quite interesting to see. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I mean, it's it's amazing, but I hate it. Sure. <laughs> I faced one a few times, and I, every time I saw one after the first time, I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want it. Of course it's not very effective. I wasn't aiming for that one in the first place. <laughs> and Serilage goes down to the toxic. Mm. Just a war of attrition. Had to just last yeah. out. I like how they kind of celebrate when you win. Like, a ba- like when you beat a Pokemon, yeah. they kind of like make a little noise or like cry or like move a little bit. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Time to terrestrialize, baby. Terrestrializing my Umbreon into the fairy type. Here he is. Little fairy wings. Umbreon's a great Pokemon. I had this dream when I was really young that I had a an Umbreon. Oh, do you know what? I was fully expecting you to go in on a close combat on uh, Umbreon, and I was like... 
I better terrestrialize now before it's too late. Yes! You took down Palafin before it even did anything oh, useful. Oh, I'm man. so pleased about that. That's fine. I'm amazed Tinkertonk survived that hit, actually. When, I've, when I've played in like um, online battles, it's instant like one hit KO, so I just wanted to get it off the teeth off the yeah. immediately. I just wanted it to go away. Well, <laughs> I don't blame you. You're actually doing very, very I well. Um, these two are the ones that I haven't looked at strategies or EV trained at all, so I'm amazed that Tinker Dog's hanging on for so long. You're holding out very, very well. Tinkerton's got some decent defences. Its attack stat leaves a little bit to be desired, but other yeah. than that, it's... Here it is. Here it is. Make It Rain takes down Tinkerton finally and deals pretty good damage to poor Mop. Tinkerton's good. I, I'm going to definitely be trying out some Tinkerton. Here's my boy. There it is. Annihilate. Hang on. Let me send in my second Pokemon. <laughs> and Garganacle. Okay. Shiny again. <laughs> my whole team of shinies. Rage Fist. The first time I've ever seen Rage Fist be used. Oh! <laughs> Don't forget you hit me, so it's gone from 50 to 100. Okay, so we're dealing with a 100 base power move. Yeah. Oh, gets drowsy. Take a salt cure just because I know it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so what does salt cure actually do? Uh, it's basically like a burn or a poison, so you just take damage each turn. Okay. Um, depending on um, the type, so I think water and flying types take double damage. So it basically takes it's like curse, like so takes like a quarter of your damage per turn. Um, okay. So it's not necessarily that great using it on Umbreon, but it's just a little bit of like a helping hand. It's the first move I usually pop in just to yeah. annoy somebody. Ugh, those stealth rocks are actually doing work. I um, kind of wish I had put um, Tidy up on this guy after all. <laughs> I'm going for a double protect on this turn because I know that you're going to sleep at the end of this turn, so I just need to outlast one more turn and I can deal with Garganacle later. Drain Punch, very good. Mm. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why Annihilate is such a threat now. I think this is the one that I did the most research on, like the really fiddly stats, and I'll show you the, the stat build afterwards. Okay. Um, it doesn't... Looking at it, it doesn't make sense to me, but it seems to work really, really well. Sure. Um, for some reason. I don't know why it works so well. No! Quick Claw. Oh, Quick Claw coming in clutch. <laughs> I had you then. I was like, I've got him now. He's screwed, is what I was just thinking to myself. And then you managed to break the through. The Quick Claw is... I didn't know what else to put on it, and I just thought sometimes... You just need to sort of take that chance. Oh, damn. And Garganacle's immune to uh, Yawn. It doesn't take I think you might have beaten me, man. It doesn't man. take status effects. I genuinely think you might have beaten me. <laughs> what are you down to now? I think two. Ooh. Could be close. Are you on your last two? I've still got poor, uh, poor mob with like oh, sure. 20 HP. <laughs> I'm on my last two, so. Oh, but it's this guy. Hey! <laughs> 
anyone's game. That really did come in clutch, that um, quick claw. I was about to encore you and get you locked into using Iron Defense, and then I was just going to... I've gonna... been stuck in that from a mouse hole before, and I was like, I'm just going to chance like an attack and see if it does anything. Yeah. And luckily, my quick claw came in clutch. It really did. I considered using Super Fang and just knocking down half its health off the bat, but it didn't seem to do much. No. Gotta say, man, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm very, very impressed. This is going a lot better than I thought it would, actually. Is this your last two? Yeah. So I just need to hold up the salt kill now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Although you've got Wish on... I do. The, yeah, so you And just, Giga Drain yeah. as well. And I've also got Drain Punch and, and um, Recover. Oh. So it could be a long match. Um, yeah. So Garganackle can't be statused at all? I don't believe so. Uh-oh. Oof. It could be close, dude. It could. I just don't know. You were very good to get rid of Mamungus when you did because his last thing I was going to do on him before I took him out was Toxic your um, <laughs> Annihilate, then it was just sitting there protecting and wishing, basically, to till you went down. Okay, we're down to our last Pokemon each now. It's Annihilate versus Umbreon, who's Salt Cured, which is not good. <laughs> I think it's over. I, I think you're going to hit it once and it's going to go, but we'll see. I thought you might do that. <laughs> You predicted me, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I went for a protect and Matt went for a substitute. <laughs> I should have seen that I coming. Thought, well, but... if I'm going to go to sleep, I need at least like a turn or two to Yeah. protect. That's my version of protect. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Impressive. Oh, the time oh. ran out and I lost. There's only a 20 minute timer, oh, I forget. Okay. I mean, that's a nice way to end it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you definitely would have won anyway. I was just about to do a Rage Fist. I'm not sure how much damage it would have done. But with, with a bowl cup on with top. With a bowl cup on top. Luckily, I decided to run my Umbreon more special at the end. So it wasn't doing physical damage to yeah. it. It was only doing special. But I need to rethink Terror Blast now, although it did come in handy. I think I need to use Foul Play. Do you know what? I, did, I forgot to complete to even terrestrialize in that. You didn't try. No, I forgot. To, I forgot to try. So it was you. You won. You won. <laughs> I easily won. Impressive. Well done, dude. Well done. Thanks, buddy. Um, I was not expecting that outcome at all. That went so much better than I imagined. Like, I, I, it's not like I didn't think you were going to be good or anything. I just um, Tinker Tonk coming clutch at the beginning. Like, I did not expect it to tank so many. Hits. It did very well. All right, actually, I am definitely. I'm doing it now. I'm getting rid of Terra Blast. I'm teaching my Umbreon foul play. It's got a 95 base power, and it's a physical attack, so I'm going to have to change around some of my things to give it a physical attack, mm. investing a, uh, nature instead. But the user turns the user's target strength against it. The higher the user's attacks, the higher the opponent's attacks, that the greater damage this move inflicts. I've run that on Tinkerton as well. Great for against a, an ally, yeah. for example. Okay, cool. I was going to use Revival Blessing, but then I was like, I feel like it's cheating, so I just thought I'd just use a Thunderbolt. So you went easy on me after <laughs> all that time. I thought, I thought, I feel, I don't know, I feel like Revival Blessing's a bit of a cheat. I've got it on there just in case I'm, like, desperate, but I didn't want to run it. I'm impressed, dude. Like, 
the fact that I was like, I usually go easy on you, and you're like, I'm going to go easy on him this time. Like, I, I just felt like it was a bit cheap and cheesy. I'm impressed. I'm very, very impressed, dude. Thanks, buddy. I, I, I thought I was going to get completely like smashed to pieces. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, you should be. You really should. That was like, that was very good. I was very impressed with that. Anyway, Matt, it was great having you back on. Well, back on, I say, but it feels like we've never left in a way. It's been nice to do this again. I've yeah. enjoyed this. You're definitely going to be back, right? I, I hope so. <laughs> definitely. We'll have you on with Aaron at some point. That'll be cool. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. And we will catch you very soon for the next one. Hopefully catch you again later, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ace Trainers, a Pokemon podcast. If you'd like to follow us online, we're on Twitter at Ace Trainers Pod. We also have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel, so join us on there. If you want to speak to either of us, our email is acetrainerspodcast at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you. Our intro music is Last Summer by Ixon, and our outro music is Snowbell City from Pokemon X and Y. See you on the next episode. Bye! Bye! Bye!